0: Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm looking at the dramatic cleansing of a leper. Let's read Matthew 8, 1-4, which in the NASB is titled, Jesus Cleanses a Leper and the Centurion's Faith. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest, and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them." Well, I want you to notice that in the Bible it's almost always, with just two exceptions, a cleansing of a leper, not a healing of a leper. And this essay examines why that distinction exists and looks at the life of a person in the New Testament times who had that disease of leprosy. Now, as my online professor, Dr. Kevin Zuber, explained in his course, The Life of Christ, we see Jesus going about and healing. The demographic of the healed, though, are social inferiors. I mean, Jesus healed a Gentile, a Roman soldier, Peter's mother-in-law, sad to say, older women were um, socially inferior, people possessed by a demon, and a leper. Leprosy was not just a disease, but it rendered the person unclean in special ways. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia explains, even contact with a leper... I'm quoting the Bible encyclopedia, defiled whoever touched him, so that while the cure of other diseases is called a healing, that of leprosy is called a cleansing, except in the case of Miriam in Numbers twelve thirteen, and that of the Samaritan, Luke seventeen, fifteen, where the word heal is used in reference to leprosy. That's the end of the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia quote. Now, on observing a leprous spot, the unfortunate person, according to the law, must present him or herself to the priests for examination. If the diagnosis was leprosy, their life just became one of the walking dead, literally The leper must now separate himself from all contact with society. He must rend his clothes and wear those torn clothes at all times. If approaching another person anywhere at any time, he must cry out, unclean, unclean, so the others have time to avoid him. He must not come within six feet of anyone including his own family. He is not allowed in the temple to worship. He may not live in any walled town. The disease was hated and people with the disease were hated. It was so revolting to them that the leper was not permitted to come even within 150 feet of anyone when the wind was blowing. He could not even greet anyone because in that time, greetings included embracing. It was illegal for a non-leper to greet a leper. The leper must cover his mouth with his mantle. He was not allowed in any crowd. And in other words, he had to demonstrate in every way that he was not, nor should be, a part of the fellowship of society. Separation was key. And as Dr. Zuber said in his lesson, quote, there had never been a disease which so separated man from fellow man as leprosy did. Now, as an aside, when Dr. Zuber was explaining this, you know, I thought of COVID. In today's time, this disease separates man from man we were not allowed in the fellowship of society nor were we allowed in the temple i mean the church to worship many places we were not allowed in crowds we were not allowed to greet one another embraces were forbidden and masks kind of announced we were unclean unclean If suspected of carrying the disease, we had to present ourselves to the priest, I mean doctor, for a determination on whether we were allowed to participate in society anymore or had to be removed from it. The difference, of course, was not just that those sick with COVID were sequestered from society, but everyone was separated, whether they had COVID or not. I think that in reflecting on Dr. Zuber's statement in the class, which was taped a few years ago, that no disease had ever separated man from man like leprosy did, I do believe that COVID has now exceeded New Testament leprosy in terms of a disease that separates man from man. The Old Testament and the New Testament uh, people saw leprosy as a direct strike from the Lord. I mean, the word leprosy itself is, quote, Hebrew, sar'ath, a smiting, a stroke, because the disease was regarded as a direct providential infliction, says Easton's Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Well, I'm going to quote McClear's handbook now. Leprosy was the outward and visible sign of the innermost spiritual corruption, an emblem in its small beginnings, its gradual spread, and its internal disfigurement. Its dissolution, little by little, of the whole body, of that which corrupts, degrades, and defiles man's inner nature, and renders him unfit, to enter the presence of a pure and holy God. That's the end of McClear's handbook quote. And now I am going to quote Got Questions, an excerpt from their essay about leprosy. Incurable by man, many believed God inflicted the curse of leprosy upon people for the sins they committed. In fact, Those with leprosy were so despised and loathed, they were not allowed to live in any community with their own people. Numbers 5.2. Among the 61 defilements of ancient Jewish laws, leprosy was second only to a dead body in seriousness. That source was got questions. Now back to Jesus. Jesus. In Matthew 8, 3, we read, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Okay, Think on this. Jesus touched him. Jesus could have declared him cleansed. He could have prayed and then announced his cleansing. Jesus did not have to touch the leper. Consider how dramatic this was. Now that you know the severity of the walking dead life for the afflicted, this was the first touch the leper had received in many years, I'm sure. However long he'd had the disease was how long it had been since anyone had touched him or even looked at him with anything other than disgust and revulsion. I'm going to read below the Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary, critical and explanatory on the whole Bible for that verse. Beginning with, and Jesus, and he, according to another reading, moved with compassion, says Mark, a precious addition, saying, I will, be thou clean. How majestic those words. By not assuring the man of his power to heal him, he delightfully sets his seal to the man's confession of that power. And by assuring him of the one thing of which he had any doubt, and for which he waited, his will to do it. He makes a claim as divine as the cure, which immediately followed. And last, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Mark, more emphatic, says, And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. As perfectly as instantaneously... What a contrast this is to modern pretended cures. And that quote was from Jameson Fawcett Brown Commentary. Let's end with Psalm 38-39. Just reflect for a moment on the compassion of our God. Here's the psalm. But he, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. And he often restrained his anger and did not arouse all his wrath. Thus he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and does not return. We serve a great, mighty, and compassionate God. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.